Hey everybody, welcome to our podcast, Some Assembly Required, and today we're doing it just a little differently. Uh, it, I'm solo today. Nolan is uh, is on vacation. Now, can you figure that out? He he would rather be with his wife, uh, Rachel, and their baby, Maddie. He would rather be with them than to be here with us doing our podcast. I, I, I just don't even know what to think. So, uh, no, we're glad he can get away. August is kind of a, a vacation month. A lot of our staff are in and out on vacation. I took a week, the last week of July, and did a staycation, did some fishing. So, um, so it's good that they can get away, and I certainly know everybody understands that. So today I'm solo. No special music, no special intro, um, but we're going to do um, our podcast together. We're going to just spend a little bit of time thinking about and talking about Jonah. Uh, yesterday you saw the sermon, or if you haven't seen it yet, I hope that you will. We did a little unusual way, kind of a summer way of telling the story of Jonah by uh, literally being on Lake Erie. Uh, we were in our boat. And so um, Nolan uh, helped with recording and Julie Adams helped with um, some of the things that we needed to in order to record. And I wish you could have seen um, seen both of them while I'm preaching. Julie's in the water kind of steadying the boat. And uh, Nolan uh, was getting seasick uh, while uh, filming because he was having to concentrate on a on us you know the the camera and the small video in it <laughs> so so i had the easy part i i just had to look in the camera and tell the story of jonah and and uh study it together but they did a great job and it was a lot of fun to do and uh, it's kind of fun to just get away from uh the church auditorium or the studio and be able to do some things like that i hope you enjoyed it it was a lot of fun to do. Nolan has a drone uh, that he uses in a little side business that he does. And so we had some beautiful drone shots. I wish you could have seen all of them, but we used a few of them in the intro. So it was a lot of fun to do that. And, um, and looking at the story of Jonah, uh, what an interesting character. Here's a guy that um, really faithfully served the Lord. Uh, until he didn't. That's usually how it works, right? And so Jonah was asked to go to Nineveh. And we looked at Nineveh last week uh, or yesterday. And Nineveh was just this uh, incredibly wicked kingdom. Uh, it was it was large. There's probably a million people in the greater Nineveh area, counting the suburbs. And to about 120,000 right in the city. So this place was really just spread out all over, and he didn't want to go. He, he had such a hatred and bias for Nineveh, so much so that he disobeyed God, and instead of going to Nineveh, he buys passage on a ship, 
goes right down to his cabin and uh, goes to sleep trying to escape God's presence and headed for uh, Tarshish. And what's interesting is that here's a guy who knew better. You can't escape God's presence. And I say that in a good way. You know, Psalm 139 talks about, you know, uh, David asks, Whither shall I flee from your presence? Whither shall I flee from where you are? And the fact is, we, we can't. Uh, God is this wonderful spirit being that is with us. He's omnipresent. And uh, we, we believe that. And I, I think Jonah believed that. But he was in such a bad state spiritually and emotionally. He just uh, he thought he could outrun God. Have you ever thought you could outrun God? That's an interesting question, don't you think? Um, that you could you could do what you wanted to do, or that you maybe you were doing something you knew you shouldn't be doing, and and that you could somehow get around it. I think all of us have been in that place at some time or another. And so the sad thing is is that Jonah lost his ability to hear God speak. Um, so God had to get his attention. And I, I think sometimes the Lord has to do that, right? That he had lost this ability to hear God whisper to him. And so God had to get his attention and focus again. And, uh, and he does it in a most unusual way. I, I do want to encourage you to ask yourself, do you have the ability to hear God speak? Or maybe you've been on the run. Maybe you've been heading for Tarshish as well. Uh, when maybe God wants you to go to Nineveh. Neither one would have been an easy journey, but it sure is a lot easier when you know you're doing what God wants you to do. And so uh, I just want to encourage you to be able to um, have that ability to hear God speak. How, do, how does he do that? Think about it a second. How does God speak to us? I think it's quite interesting. Um, certainly God speaks to us through his word. Uh, the, the word of God is, is living, breathing. It's, it, it's not an antiquated, uh, irrelevant document. It's, you, you've got uh, 40 different authors spread out over uh, a couple of thousand years. And, and it's so interesting that from Genesis to Revelation, you see Jesus as the central theme, it's woven into the fabric, into the woof of um, uh, of Scripture, and it, it's amazing how relevant even the story of Jonah. Here it is, um, 2,500 years later, and the story is still relevant for us today. Here we are discussing losing the ability to hear God speak, and and so I think it's important. God's word many times is how He chooses. Uh, to speak to us. Uh, I've seen that over and over in my life. Another way he chooses to speak to us is through good, godly people. Um, not, not the Dr. Phil's, not the Oprah's, not the... I, I'm talking about good people who, who walk with the Lord and they know God's word and they can speak into our lives and we know we're hearing from the Lord. Uh, there's good people like that. I, today I was out for a walk with uh, uh, 
somebody from here in the area that is a good godly guy and he spoke into my life today uh, i i just i'm listening to him because i know that he's somebody who communicates with the lord and he was very encouraging and so that was great so god uses people sometimes to do that question who is it in your life that you would put in that category and have you talked to them heart to heart lately have you sat down and maybe had that chat that's a good word to think about isn't it and then um, I think many times God uses uh, circumstances uh, to speak to us, maybe to warn us or to encourage us. And certainly in this situation, God used circumstances to get a hold of Jonah. And so a big storm comes up and, and on the Mediterranean Sea, this huge uh, body of water. <coughs> Excuse me. And, uh, and we see that the story begins to unfold in a way that Jonah didn't plan on. You know, Jonah was uh, being uh, corrected. He was being disciplined by the Lord. I, I want to remind us that God doesn't sit uh, hovering above us with a two by four, just waiting for us to get out of line. That's not who God is. That's not who our Abba, our Heavenly Father is. But he is a father who will correct us. Um, and correction is always meant not to be punishment. Correction is always meant to bring us uh, back into uh, where God wants us, where we can flourish, where we can thrive in his work and who he is in our lives. And so certainly um, the great attitude adjuster uh, was spending three days and three nights in the belly of some kind of a fish. Uh, I don't know if it was a whale, but it was some type of sea creature. Um, when I have been scuba diving, Carol and I love to scuba dive. Um, we've seen some huge grouper, um, and maybe it was something like that. Uh, but whatever it was, it wasn't fun for Jonah, and it wasn't, I'm sure, fun for the fish. And so... Um, he was being corrected. And somebody will always ask me, how do you know if you're being disciplined or corrected by God? And I think the easy answer here is that we know when we're being corrected because God will bring whatever it is to our mind. He'll bring it to our mind. I gave an illustration in the message yesterday of of a discipline I once received from the Lord, clear as a bell. I knew what it was about, and um, and I I made it right, and uh, it was a, a great thing that God brought into my life. I'm I'm grateful for it. It helped me to um, uh, to do the right thing, and that's the Lord. God does it. God's not correcting us to punish us. God is correcting us to bring us back to a place of flourishing in our life. And then we see the story. He goes to Nineveh. And, and Nineveh repents. You know, this is not something that Jonah wanted to see. Jonah was hoping they wouldn't repent. Can you imagine giving a message of mercy and hope and forgiveness and hoping that people wouldn't listen to it? That's kind of hard to believe, isn't it? 
So, so here, here we have this uh, um, amazing city that is a wicked place. And as far as we know, he's the, the only righteous person there. But he, he's preaching righteousness with an unrighteous heart. That just goes to show that the Lord will use anybody to get his message across. And here was a, a, a guy who you, you would have thought he learned his lesson, right? And, uh, and yet he goes into a city and he's, he's biased and prejudiced. And there was hatred in his heart toward these people to the point when he got through preaching, he went out and got a good seat. And it was like getting popcorn and soda and sitting in the second row waiting to see the show begin. And he was waiting to see God send down lightning bolts or whatever God would have done. And it doesn't happen because from the king down, everybody repents. It, it's a great revival. Jonah was the tool that God used. And, and how encouraging is if God can use uh, a backslidden, unrighteous prophet to preach the good news of God's mercy and love, then God can use us. God can use us. We can be his hands, his feet, and his mouth. I, I just want to encourage you as we close today, as we look at the story of Jonah, um, God loves you. God wants you to flourish. He has a plan for your life. Seek it. Seek with all of your heart. And I just want to encourage that if God is disciplining you today, embrace it. Welcome it. And confess and walk in forgiveness. And I just want to encourage you that God wants to use us. And we don't want to be a we don't want to be a, a an unfaithful vessel. We want to be as good a vessel as we can be. That we can be the mouth and the hands and the heart of Jesus. Well, I wish I had more time, but I think that's it for today. Jonah, a prophet who learned a great lesson. And a prophet who needed to learn some other lessons, but God used him. And God wants to use us. Make yourself available to him today. And I think you'll be so glad you did. Have a great week. Love our church family. Hope you're doing well. And uh, look forward to seeing you soon. September the 13th, we plan to have our regathering together, and I hope you'll be a part of it. Have a great week. God bless.